Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Three words. Scoot called game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake. Home of all things Houston Rockets at Escanation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and tonight, you know, this was supposed to be my night off, but I was able to catch a good chunk of that game, and especially that last bucket. So I've got a lot of excitement going on right now, and of course, I got to bring my co-pilot, Michael Brown, Mike, this is a celebration tonight, my friend. Always a pleasure to be celebrating with you. Absolutely. Um, wide range of emotions, man. I mean, you gotta you gotta tip your hat to to Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, that's this is why I hate people that make fun of people that get wrapped up in sports. Because tonight was just poetic justice. You know, I mean, the guy was dragged through the mud. Some idiot Chris Mannix who works for Sports Illustrated talking mad shit about Kevin Porter Jr. and how he should be cut and how the Rockets should move on. We're done with him. And he shot everybody up tonight, man. With that shot. I mean, what a shot. I just, there's nothing more to say in all honesty. You know, he did his thing. And I honestly, I mean, that that's probably the highlight moment for me over the past two years. Because it's sports, and how can you not love sports? It's it's romantic, isn't it? Romantic. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's just we all knew it. Like watching the end of that game, and I'm like, he's gonna do it, you know. And what what trust uh, for Stephen Silas to let him have the ball there to not run it through Jalen Green or Christian Wood or anybody else? And he did his thing. It was awesome. And like Kevin Porter. He didn't have that good of a shooting game. Three of 13. He made that last shot. So going to that last shot, he's two yeah. for 12. But you know what? Sometimes Hooper's hoop. 
and they come in when it matters, and Kevin Porter showed up when it mattered. Yeah, he also saved all of our uh, our listeners, by the way, from one of the more epic rants you would ever hear in your entire life. Because if we lost that game to Neto, I, w- I would have had to have been admitted to a mental hospital after tonight's show. I'm going to go ahead and put oh, that boy. out there. Uh, oh, boy. Because there's, there's losing to Scrubs, and then there's losing to that guy. Um, but, dude... I mean, what I want to see Kevin Porter Jr.'s face in the locker room right now because it's poetic justice, man. Yeah, you, you see some of the just, you see some of the shots that um like of like the the video that is him after the game. You just can't help but smile along with them. No, and you and can't the help thing but smile is, along with them. And the thing is, right now, you really don't need. There, we're, it's one of the beauties of this show that we do, right? Because it's right after the game. There's no time to think about what just happened. It's literally game ends. We're live, right? This yeah, you're catching our live time. reactions now. This this happened, what? Like, I mean, the, the .4 seconds after, which, you know, made this a little less, I guess, uh, dramatic. Uh, so this was about 10 minutes ago. So we're, yeah. we're, we're, but we're getting a very live, raw reaction. And it's, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. Yeah. And look, shout out to Jay, uh, shout out to Kevin Porter, who, uh, you know, hit the shot when it counted. Had a pretty decent game. I mean, not necessarily shooting wise, but defensively looked really strong. Had four steals, looking pretty good on the defensive end of things. Had eight assists, led the team there, seven boards. I mean, it put together a decent game. Obviously, it's not the best we've seen from Kevin Porter, but hey, the the Rockets need every single one of the nine guys that came into the game today. They need all nine of those guys to win. And um, you know, props to all of them. And they really needed this win. Like, I, you know, they were on an eight-game losing streak, especially everything that, that transpired from Saturday. You know, the the win and the timing of all of this could not have happened at a better time. No, and <laughs> what I was going to say before was it's this is what we do, right? We get paid to talk Rockets basketball, which is a beauty in itself. The the words, I don't really know how many words are needed for this moment. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it, it goes without saying that Kevin Porter Jr.'s life was put on blast the past four days. People yeah. called him out. People called out this roster. You know, people called out John, not so many people called out John Lucas. People called out maybe the way he treated Kevin Porter Jr., which I don't think was wrong, by the way. Not a lot of talk about that, but that's for another day. Uh, but the, the whole organization got put on blast the last few days. And you won a game tonight that you needed so desperately on so many different levels. The fact that you're 3-18 and 18 on the road coming into this game. The fact that the, the Wizards were, you know, Bradley, first of all, Bradley Beal is a star. And the mm-hmm. dude can just straight ball. Um, you went at him tonight, and the last foul call on him was egregious. It was a whole, terrible call, but it benefited us. So I'm not going to complain that much. Uh, but, like, the Rockets needed tonight. They needed tonight in so many different ways in the, in the, you know, in the win category, in the just the, the camaraderie, man, on the court. Mm-hmm. Beautiful thing to see. Winning, winning cures all. And I think oh. anything that was from Saturday that has, uh, you know, it's it's long gone. After you win a game, you you on the road, a happy flight home. Um, it's it's exactly what this team needed. And I mean, Kevin Porter is going to get the high, uh, get the headlines on this one because you know everything that's gone on with him the past few days and hitting the biggest shot of the game, obviously. But that should not. Um, that should not over, I guess, that should not be, uh, we shouldn't take the rest of the guys and, and diminish their impacts on the game because Christian Wood, also a big part of this, uh, a big part of this criticism of the last few days, but today, 22-11 and 11 on 8-12 of 12 shooting, he played probably one of the better games of the season for him as well. Oh, my God. I mean, Christian Wood... There are so many – he came out of the gate tonight and did his thing. That was the other thing. I mean, right out of the gate, first, what, 
first 12 points were scored on or assisted by Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood. Mm -hmm. Christian Wood did exactly what you wanted him to do tonight. And no disrespect to uh, Gafford uh, for Daniel Gafford. Uh, Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford couldn't hold Christian Wood's jock if he placed it in his hands himself. <laughs> like, the fact is, is Christian Wood did tonight exactly what you want him to do when you're he's playing against an inferior guy. I think it's um, – I forgot which one of our listeners always talks – I think it was – is it Adam that always talks about how he wants Christian Wood to go off for like 35 and, and 15? And I always have to point out, you realize how hard it is to go for 35 and 15 in the yeah. NBA game? Well, tonight, 22 and 11, uh, he had three steals. He was a plus seven. Like, Christian Wood did exactly what you want him to do tonight. He called mouse in the house, or as Ryan Hollins likes to say, barbecue chicken. The, barbecue fact, that, chicken. the fact that there's not a Rockets-themed T-shirt, by the way, with Ryan Hollins' face on it and a plate of barbecue chicken is a little upsetting, and I might have to do something about that. But Christian Wood did his thing tonight. Yeah, and also um, Jalen Green – had himself oh. a good night as well. 22 for him, tied with the team high, along with C. Wood. Eric Gordon had 19 as well. Jay Sean Tate, a double-double, 13 and 10. You know, it was a real balanced effort from this team tonight. Oh, I mean, it was everybody. Nawaba played well defensively. Garrison Matthews had a massive three in the third quarter. Uh, I'm trying to think of when it was. I think we were up five, and that put us up eight. Yeah. Uh, Josh Christopher, four or five from the field tonight. K.J. Martin Jr., 11 points, four rebounds. Look, when you've lost eight games in a row and what the Rockets went through this past weekend, I mean, this win will carry them for the next couple games. You know, and for the Rockets fans that (laughs) – you really can't ask for much more from Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr., you know? The thing is, Mike, yeah, yeah, I think, but at the same I time. I still want Christian Wood traded, but he did I don't miss, I mean, yes, I mean, that to me, that's irrelevant. But tonight, honestly, the Rockets, 20 turnovers, they they could be playing better. Like, they they didn't play their best game tonight, yet they still got a win, which was key, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, okay, real quick, now that we've come down from the high a little bit, the team that they were playing in the fourth quarter sucked. Come on, like you're playing Kyle Kuzma, you're playing Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you're playing uh, David Avija, you know, Manish Tanaka, to my my our fellow uh, Israeli (laughs) brethren. I felt, by the way, I just want you to, I want you to know, I felt, I felt criminal rooting against a fellow Jewish person well, but in the game. That's regardless, but the yeah. thing, the thing that's but, key here, the thing that's key here, is the fact that they were able to get Brad Beal to foul out with nine minutes to go. Massive is is, is massive. Um, yeah, and yeah. the Rockets probably don't win this game if Bradley Beal is available and stayed out of foul trouble. I mean, that also, you know, should be a knock on the Wizards for you know maybe Wes Unseld's rotations uh, around Brad Beal and maybe trusting him. To play, but also at the same time, Brad Beal's a you know a ten-year vet is a guy that you know knows to, how to play in foul trouble, and tonight just you know didn't get the calls that he is privy to. Um, but the Rockets took advantage of that, and and the Rockets do deserve a little bit of credit there, even if the Rockets had the lead for pretty much you know most of the second half, and they nearly lost it. Um, but at the end of the day, Kevin Porter saved the day. So yes, it. it you, you can we can talk about all the asterisks that will go around this game, but at the end of the day, the Rockets they don't care about the asterisks that are surrounding the game. They get a tally in the win column, a much needed tally in the win column, and they will be able to take so much out of this game because they can use this as fuel to prove how they can get back up when things go down. And yeah. when things get down later during the season, whether it's this season, next season, all that, they can point back to this game and say, hey, guys, look at when we were at one of our lowest of lows. After that Saturday night in Denver when KPJ left the building. He's like, I'm done. He, he pulled an Elvis, left the building. 
But after all of that, they were still able to come out. And not just that, just in the fashion that it was happening. That's going to give so much confidence to a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. And it's got to give a lot of con- – and if Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be the point guard of this team in the future, that can sprout for not just Kevin Porter's confidence but the rest of the team. It's such a huge victory in how they got it tonight. It's it's massive for this team, not just moving forward this season, but hopefully in the years to come. Yeah, I- I look. I, I know I said this before, man. I love sports. I also hate. I hate sports, man. Like it's such an emotional roller coaster. Like think about the feelings that the Rockets fans have had to be in the past seventy-two hours. Like it's crazy. Even watching the game tonight, but they're in such a vulnerable. I think vulnerable was the right word coming into tonight. You know, because. They're just they're in a spot where a game like this can catapult them to who knows where, you know. I'm looking yeah. at a quote from uh, from Stephen Silas after the game, saying Christian Wood played about as focused as he has all season. He was so good tonight. You know, is this now a turning point for wanting him to be here long term? Is you know, does he now want to be a part of the Rockets' plans long term? Does did he not want to be over the weekend? Did his feelings change when, you know, basically the entire fan base turned on him? I'm as guilty as anybody of that. Kevin Porter Jr., I think, is the opposite. I think Kevin Porter Jr. showed over the weekend how much he actually cares about this franchise and how much he cares about this team. For better or for worse, you can't leave the stadium. But I think you and I talked about this. I actually like Kevin Porter Jr. now more after this incident than I did before. I, I I loved what he did. Now, not leaving, obviously, but the passion, the energy, the the care. It's he, just about channeling it. Exactly, exactly. Now he's twenty one years old, right? Twenty one years old. I love what you said about you know the the mental health part of this that I don't think got enough attention. But tonight, it all paid off. That single moment paid off. The mm-hmm. confidence that this organization showed. In, J- in, uh, in Kevin Porter Jr. and in Christian Wood. I don't think they overreacted with the one-game suspension. I think they did it just right. And I'll tell you this right now. They're winning Friday night. On Bill Worrell night inside of Toyota Center after this win, I- I'm calling my local bookie, and I'm putting real money down. The Rockets will not lose Friday night. I guarantee a win over the Mavericks Friday night. Yeah, Mavericks, they've been playing pretty well lately, and it looks like they're about to close on a win against the Warriors at home. Doesn't matter. Um, so I don't care. We win Friday so night. We'll see. We'll see. But let's talk. Let's talk more about this game tonight with some of our uh, listeners over here. We've got Shane calling from Down Under. Uh, Shane, welcome back to the show, my friend. Uh, I don't know yeah. what time it is where you are right now, but it's a good morning or afternoon or something <laughs> where you are. It's afternoon. It's one. All right. Well, good afternoon to you. Yeah. Thanks. What's up, Shane? Yeah, what's up? Um, dude, that was such a, like, I just wrote it in the comments, but it was like, it was such a wholesome moment, man. It's like, that's probably the most wholesome sports moment of 2022, man. Like, I reckon it was not too many to compare, but yeah. No, there's nothing to compare to, but like, it's just, um, I don't know, man. Like, I just, like, who really expected that shot to go in? Like, I ain't gonna lie, because I just, there's a way the momentum was going. It just felt like the visits were going to go to overtime and we're just going to blow another game that I thought we should have won. And then it was just like, wow, he actually hit it. Oh, I mean, it was a phenomenal shot. And what confidence, by the way, Jeremy and Shane, to dribble <laughs> that down, to not even run a play. That was basically, I'm better than you and I'm going to show it. Which, to be yeah. fair, Jeremy, you and I are both better than whatever Neto is. I, I swear to God, there's not many dudes no, I like, than that guy like, in the league. You need to stop I hate, hating. I you need to stop trashing other dude. teams' role players. He sucks. This he is, sucks. No, he had 14 more points tonight than you did. It doesn't matter. By league... Okay, listen. I told myself I was not going to do this. You cannot sit here and tell me that that guy is good. Yes, I I'll acknowledge he's better than me, but by league standards, I'm sick and tired of the Rockets getting beat by people and scrubs like Neto and 
whatever we got beat by last game but with uh, Philadelphia Campazzo or whatever the hell his name yeah. is. He sucks right, too. Campazzo thing was inexcusable. Well, Thank you. Thank I'll you, Shane. You know what that shot reminded me of? James Harden. A, a former Rocket. No, no, no. A former Rocket. Not James Harden. Ryan Bowen. Not Ryan Bowen. Casino Mobley. It wasn't while he was with the Rockets. I'll, I'll, I'll continue with that. But do you remember when RJ Hunter hit that three in the tournament? And his dad was Carolina. the coach. He played for the Carolina team, right? No, yeah. no. Georgia, Georgia State. That's what it was. Yep, it was I Georgia State. So, Shane, I'm not sure if you're, if you're familiar with college yeah. basketball, but RJ Hunter, yeah, yeah. before he was, you know, with the Rockets, he was playing yeah. with Georgia, Georgia State. And they were 14 yeah. seed. I want to say they were playing, I want to say they were playing Baylor or either, it was either Baylor or Iowa State. And yeah. RJ Hunter had the Didn't ball. His dad? Didn't his dad have an injury, by the way? His dad had like a, a, foot a broken foot or something. Like he was yeah. sitting on the sideline um, in a stool, in like a movable stool. And yeah, it, was, it was against Baylor. Yeah, so, okay, he hits the shot. But you knew the shot was going in because it was just that kind of feel that you get when like, you know, clock's winding down, guy's got the ball in his hands. Also, you know what it also reminded me of? Another former Rocket, um, Jeremy Lin. When he hit that shot to beat Toronto during the Lynn Sanity era. It had that feeling to it. It really did. And, you know, that's what ba- – like, that's, like, the best part of basketball for me. It's just – it's and those you're, moments. You're more optimistic than me if you had that feeling. I didn't have that feeling at all. The way we've been losing games, I just expected it somehow. I'll say this. if Considering just all of what happened um, in the past couple of days, that's why I thought it was going. Because uh, okay, okay. I'll say it just you just had a feeling and and Kevin for like and that's the thing is when Jeremy Lin had the ball in his hands in that last shot in Lin Sanity in Toronto you just everything was going right for him every like everything was like you know how it would be like oh how awesome of a story would this be if he made this shot a buzzer beater yeah, with yeah. all of like after he drops like 30 on Kobe and Madison square garden. And after he does all of this, you know, saves the next season, all of that. And then of course he has the ball last minute uh, and pulls up from three. Like uh, you're like, Oh yeah, that's the kind of feeling I had. And I wonder, you know, I wonder mm-hmm. who else had that feeling. Cause I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, but it just, it, when you, when you can see like how beautiful of the story it could turn out to be. That that's why yeah. I thought it would go in, and um, that's, hey, that's our point guard. So so I I had every bit of confidence it would go in, even though he had a poor shooting night um, overall. And before that moment, as long as he went one of one in that last shot, that's what mattered. I mean, he had the confidence the whole night, though. You could see it, like even though he wasn't hitting, um, he had the confidence that like every shot is gonna go in. Like you can tell when the players are like shooting, but they don't really believe. You know what? He took uh, when they he do. took a play out of Daniel Tice's playbook from the last game. Oh god! You just I'm shoot. Having, I'm you keep PTSD. shooting. I'm having you keep PTSD shooting. of Daniel Tice shooting threes. Hey, keep shooting oh, until eight, and, and the uh, shot will eventually go in. Because look, if uh, usually for a player, you'd be like, okay, you're two of twelve. Why am I giving you the last shot? when I could give it to Jalen Green, who had a better shooting night, um, or a guy like, you know, Eric Gordon, who's just been in those moments before. But Kevin Porter had that ball in his hands because Steven Silas knew this is what he needed, and he put he, – he backed his point guard, and, he, and the point guard came through. Yeah. yeah. Can, we, yeah. can we also I mean, talk about, for two seconds, you mentioned hmm. his name. Eric Gordon – is shooting 45% from three this season. He had 19 points tonight. That dude is playing out of his mind mm-hmm. currently. Yeah, he's, he's going to make a team. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a team very, very happy. If it's not the Rockets, which we all assume it's not, dude's yeah. balling right now. Yeah. So he it deserves a special shout out. It sucks that it's happening now, but we're going to actually... I mean, it's good because we're trading him and his value is going to be high, but it's like, man, like this would have been good during the Russell Westbrook last year or the Chris Paul last year. <laughs> but, I mean, he 
to be fair, Eric Gordon was like our second best player in the playoffs in like the last couple of years mm-hmm. that we had. Um, but um, yeah, man, I actually got to say also like a quick shout out to Christian Wood because I felt like he, I felt like he actually came out like the exact way you would hope someone would come out after what happened. You know, like instead of like. I feel like this season, there's been so much of, like, woe is me. I'm not getting the touches I want. I'm not getting the foul calls I want. But then today was, like, more like I'm still going to battle through it. And, um, yeah, I'm that dog. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to get my points kind of thing. So, like, he had, like, an attitude about him that I haven't seen for a while. Yeah, it's it's been a, a crazy crazy couple of days um but Shane any last thoughts before we uh, swap speakers out yeah um I guess like just like I, I want to hear your guys opinion on it a bit but like do you think there's a way your mind would change on Christian Wood like if you saw him do this like let's say the next 10 games you see this kind of effort from him like obviously we know he's not going to hit his shots the same way all the time but just effort wise yeah yeah all right, Shane, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, so I'll say this. I mean, last episode we talked about, like, potential landing spots for Christian Wood just because it was just – I guess it was uh, brought up and and from a speaker. But my opinion hasn't really changed on Christian Wood, even after all of what happened over the weekend. I am of the opinion that he can be that guy. He just – he needs to buy in, and it's up to him. That That's totally on him. He is his own worst enemy, and that's something I did – I believe I did say on the last show. He is his own worst enemy, and he needs to – if he can get out of that, he can be successful here. And the if the Rockets were to move on from him by this trade deadline, it wouldn't be for basketball reasons. It would be for culture fit reasons. What do you think, Mike? I think it's a little bit of both. I think I think he has to buy in. I think he talks a really big game, and I think he, I think you and I are. I'm gonna the way I'm gonna phrase it is he's gotta prove that he's worth that big contract. You say buy in, I say he needs to prove it. We're saying the same thing. I think we're both saying he's got to show that he can be that guy. I think he can be that guy, and I wouldn't mind signing him to a long term deal. If what he does over the next 10 or so games, showing what he showed tonight, that he can be that guy, but I'm still skeptical. I would move him for the right piece. Um, to, in order for me to move him, you've got to get at least one first round pick and you've got to get at least a, a nice asset, a nice young asset to play alongside the rest of the guys. So I don't think my opinion changed all that much tonight, but I did see more from him tonight than I anticipated on both ends of the court, and that was nice to see. Let's see what he can do on Friday and forward. Because you know what's interesting here is yes. we're, we're talking about one game. and Yes, one game is one game. Things can change, be very different over the next game. But it's interesting how we talk about Kevin Porter in how – oh, it's like one game, and he didn't even play that well overall, but he was such a big impact to the win that, oh, yeah, he's back. But Christian Wood, who had a very good game, still one game, and we we hold him – I guess we hold the two of them to different standards is what I'm trying to say. And should we be holding them to different standards? Yes, absolutely. And we should be holding Christian Wood to a higher standard because he is – older or because he is making more money what is what do you what do you think is the reason behind that line yeah i think you just hit the nail on the head i think okay you have a you have a lot more invested in christian wood a hell of a lot more invested in christian wood than you do in kpj i also think of of assets they've already used yeah well yeah but yes you have 14 million dollars into christian wood And you also have to figure out if he's a corner, like a franchise cornerstone of your franchise. You have to do the same thing with KPJ. But I also think that you you can't treat them the same in my eyes. Like you inherited the situation of Kevin Porter Jr. knowing exactly what went down for the most part in Cleveland. 
you've got to treat him with kid gloves a lot more than you do with Christian Wood, I feel like. So I think it's totally different situations. You saw what happened when you treated him with tough love. I think this is a turning point for me for Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, the sky's the limit for him. You saw, you see but what is he this can not do a turning court. point for Christian Wood either? No, I don't. Because I think Christian Wood, I think the deal with Wood, Wood's going to get paid. Whether it's here or somewhere else, his next contract is going to be massive. He's going to get five years, $100 million. Kevin Porter Jr., that's not guaranteed, man. That's mm-hmm. not, Christian Wood, in my eyes, is, is a done deal. I mean, a guy who's 6'10", can do what he can do on a court, is averaging 17 and 11. Yeah, sign me up. He also didn't leave the arena in the middle of a game. So I think his future is a lot more certain than a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, I, I'm not. I wasn't necessarily looking that to challenge you on that. I was just kind of sure. giving you the opportunity to kind of, um, you know, because because I do think that that your opinion is is very similar to a lot of people. So that's I think, but I don't. But I don't think anyone really knows why. But I think you've kind of um, done it really well and and explained that I think for other people. But let's bring up another speaker. We've got Adam here. So let's bring up Adam to the show. Adam, welcome back to the Dream Take, my friend. What you got for us? What's up, Adam? Uh, hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're oh. fantastic. Yeah, we're pretty damn good. Can't, can't you tell? Yeah. I wanted to echo kind of uh, Michael's point. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely think we we should we should value Christian Wood more, and we should hold him to a higher standard. Um, and some of that's just because they're probably twenty to twenty three quality point guards in the league right now legitimately there's maybe six or seven big men that you can expect to get 20 and 10 on a, on a night out night in night out basis. And so there's just a, there's just a limited, limited supply of players that are of the quality of Christian Wood. And even though, you know, we, we hope Kevin Porter Jr. will continue to develop, you could probably replace him a lot easier than you could Christian Wood if we're being really honest um, about it. Um, Second point that I had, I, I agree with you about Eric Gordon. I've really liked how Eric Gordon has played the last five or six games because I don't feel like he's forcing anything, you know, like he, he fits into the offense, you know, he, it's, he, he lets KPJ and Jalen Green kind of really be the face of, of the offense. But, you know, he's, he's really like that, um, that, that kind of, you know, that, that outlet kind of offense that comes in, you know, to, to kind of drive the lane, kind of get, you know, penetrate and get, find an open shooter. He's not really forcing his, his kind of imprint on the team, but you look up at the end of the game and he's got 15 points on, you know, 50, 55% effective field goal percentage and, and and he's shooting 45% from three, like you guys were saying, that's, that's a, a huge asset that any contender would like to have. And I think, you know, I, I think his value will only continue to rise. Um, in terms of like Christian Wood, I, just, I I may have been kind of a, in kind of an outlier in kind of how we were discussing it a few days ago, but I, I thought we were just massively overreacting to the situation. It was almost like we had opposing teams' GMs kind of make you know setting the narrative for our team. It was almost like you know it's like we're ready to ship Christian Wood out just you know and basically take you know pennies on the dollar for for that guy it's like no even if you don't believe even if you believe he has a bad attitude and he's not part of your future you lie to yourself so that the other you know as many of the other gms in the league believe that christian wood is a is a cornerstone to a team and a, 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 a number two option on a championship caliber team and and you just kind of you know if we're going to get if we're going to trade him for something that's of kind of commensurate value, you know, let, let them ball out, let them out average 20 and 10 until the trade deadline or before it and, and get, get some real value. You know, we, we don't want to kind of cut off our nose to spite our face just for the sake of emotions. We don't got to be emotional about, you know, you know, about the situation. Um, and the last point I'll make um, before I let you guys go, as I've gone a little long, I, I find myself, kind of really, really being kind of, uh, I, I watch the games for Jalen Green, if I'm being honest, and, and, and Shane Goon um, somewhat, but 
I see, you know, Jalen Green is going to be a star in the league. And he's like, you know, I, I find myself tuning out when he's not on the court. But, you know, and, and he's been really impressive since he's come back. And a lot of it's just been just the maturity. You can kind of see that he's learned some stuff. He's done, d- definitely done a lot of tape, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, studying, you know, video, videos, you know, studying on, on kind of the, the uh, on you know, tape of the games that he has, wasn't playing in and being really observant. I'm sure the coaches were part of that. I mean, you know, he, he doesn't just rely on that three-point shot anymore. He's attacking the basket. I hope that continues to to be the case. I, I hope, I hope you know, what I would hope for my New Year's, New Year's resolutions for the Rockets would be, you know, Jalen Green continuing to get 15, 16 shots a game, his effective field goal percentage being above 50%, and just him continuing to be kind of fearless and and uh, and just kind of attacking the basket and, and developing. Because I, I think – I, 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 and I think, I think a little bit, it's been a good thing that maybe the perception around the league has been that he struggled a little bit. Obviously he hasn't been as impressive as Mobley and Scotty Barnes, but I think that's, that's been a good thing. You know, I think this, you know, he's under the radar a little bit and eventually, you know, you know, he, he, he uh, has another 10, 15 games like this. Eventually, other 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 kind of pundits out there will catch on to how good Jalen Green is. But at this point, if we know that he's this good, I mean, that's that's good enough for me. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of what you said is right on. I I watch this team for guys like Jalen Green, but man, do I love watching a guy like David Nwaba. We haven't talked enough about David Nwaba and his impact that he's had over the past. This whole season, Jeremy. I mean, basically ever since he's touched the court. Well, when he, yeah, when he's been playing. Um, yeah. I know he kinda... hasn't. I know it hasn't resulted in a ton of wins. But his impact on these games cannot be understated when he's on the court. He had a big three tonight. His defense, his defensive effort cannot be understated. Yeah, and I think David Nwaba ends up staying with the team past the deadline because there is a need for, like, veterans on, on the team. And I think, I think Nawaba's there, but – kind of take back to what Adam was saying um, about about Jalen Green. Um, you know what's funny is I see a lot of Bradley Beal in Jalen Green's game. Yeah. Like, if we could get, like, it, if Jalen Green can be like Bradley Beal and how his career trajectory has been, I'm looking at his numbers now. Like, 14 points a game but shot 38% from three. Like, Jalen this year – his numbers are pretty similar to that, I think, and they're probably a little bit. I mean, points-wise, 15 a game and and a 32% from three, so not as good in the in the three-point department. But that's going to get better, I think, as as his career goes. And look, Bradley Beal's a career 37% uh, three-point shooter, um, and he's been able to kind of get his. You know, he's he's seen 30 points a game the last two years. So, and that's in year what? That's in year like eight or nine for him. Um, I think this is year 10 for Bradley Beal. Yeah. So, like, eight – if in year eight, like, Bradley Beal's hitting 30 a game, like, Jalen Green could be hitting that. Like, I think that's – I think it's possible. Um, And, and Jalen Green's going to get stronger, which will make him more prone to getting fouls under the basket, and hopefully he'll be able to have that, like, stature to where he'll be able to – you know, make those shots under the basket and then go to the free throw line, get more points. And then if that three's falling at a 37, 38% as opposed to a 32, 33%, I think like Jalen Green could be, there's a lot of Bradley Beal in Jalen Green's game, I think. And, and I'd be really excited if that uh, was going to come. I think we didn't realize like how, how we missed Jalen um, when he was out. Um, but I think now that he's here and, and he's had a rough shooting night, I think the last two nights, obviously since he had that, you know, 29 point game in Houston on Saturday, um, he did, he hasn't played, he hasn't been as strong from the field in the last two games, but I think, yeah, the sky's the limit for Jalen and he's, and he's absolutely fun to watch he should be the number one reason at this point to watch Rockets basketball. 
But Adam, any last any last thoughts before we get to our last speaker for the night? Yeah, I, I really like the comp uh, of Bradley Beal. They both came into the league at 19. I don't I don't think Beal made it an All Star team until his fifth year in the league. Is his um, sixth Jay, year in the league? Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Green. I think he's a, he's ahead of schedule with mm-hmm. a lot of that. And I I'd like to kind of see, you know, Jalen Green kind of get to a point where kind of similar to Bradley Beal, you can dribble to like the the elbow, you know, rise up for the jumper, kind of, you know, not it's not always drive right to the rim or take the three, I, you know, a little bit of mid mid uh mid range game. And and last thing, Garrison Matthews, who I think was 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 huge tonight. I think he drew two or three offensive fouls on on Bradley Beal. He just he just he's a he's one of those players that just stops one of those, you know, when a when a team's on an eight oh run He's able to kind of disrupt that with a with a, a charge or something like that, and and really kind of reset the tone of of, of the of the team on the defensive side. We don't have many players like that, so I think you know, he was really missed as well here. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you so much, Adam. We uh, always appreciate Adam. your your content and your insight. All right, so yeah, you know it's interesting because we've been talking about how Jalen Green and Kevin Porter can kind of be this this dynamic backcourt and can really, you know, be the, uh, like be the dynamic duo that will fear the league will fear for years to come. And, you know, Bradley Beal never really became an all-star until John Wall started getting hurt and he became the lead guard in that. Well, with Jalen Green and Kevin Porter, they, they operate a little bit differently than, uh, than Beal and Wall were. Um, and, and I think what they will become is going to be different than those two. I mean, same idea where the team is uh, the team is built through the backcourt, but in terms of how they score and how and how they win games, um, you know, Jalen I think will always be seen as kind of the lead scorer out of those two. And I think having Jalen there, it allows Kevin Porter to be that kind of dynamic defender, and that is like that's why I think. Kevin Porter can be that point guard for the future is because I think there is a lot of aspects in these two games that complement each other really well. And I think we saw some of that tonight. Now, obviously, yes, you'd like a better uh, shooting game from Kevin Porter. And I think had that happened, the Rockets probably would have win this game by 10 or 15 points. But, um, you know, it's nice that you're able to get a guy like Jalen Green and you have right now Eric Gordon, a guy that can bail you out. Um, when other guys aren't shooting as well. But let me get to our last speaker here. We got Sergio uh, in the audience now. He's going to come on up and drop his takes. So, Sergio, welcome to the Dream Take. My friend, how are you? Oh, it's a great day today, Jeremy. I'm telling you that. It's a great day today. Absolutely. All right, what you got for us? Well, despite KPJ's terrible efficiency shooting tonight, he did show up. He's been really. He's really shown what he could do on the defensive side. I'm pretty sure he ended the first quarter with a was it three steals? I'm pretty sure. I think he had four steals tonight. Yeah, but he ended the first quarter with three. Yeah, steals three steals sure. in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, four, four throughout the game. Yeah, and you know this is a pretty big game coming back from suspension, and you know people, even Sports Illustrated, saying that. The Rockets should just get rid of him, but just give up on him. But well, people should give up on reading the garbage that's in Sports Illustrated. So well, yeah, that's why I tweeted. That's why I tweeted that stuff out earlier about whoever needs to write, whoever is like writing the article for Sports Illustrated needs to be fired. Well, as someone that writes for Sports Illustrated, I do not condone what my co-host has just said. Um, but you know who I'm talking about, Chris Mannix. Specifically, okay, Chris yes. Mannix sucks and should be fired from Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated doesn't suck. My apologies. I rescind that comment, Jeremy. But Thank Chris Mannix you. sucks ass and shouldn't be writing for the beloved Sports Illustrated. But I'll say, I'll say, but here's the here's the deal. And I mentioned it on the last episode about you know how headlines and we shouldn't necessarily judge people based off of their headlines and we should you know read read the rest of the story. Don't just read a headline. And don't give up on a headline because it's behind a paywall. Um, and I, I think I think we should really – and if you really don't want to read the story, then don't read the headline and don't judge someone based off of the headline. Either get to know, get to know the story, read the story, get the full version of it, or don't, don't, like, don't make judgments based off of 1% of the story. 
So that is why Chris Mannix wrote that article is because he is paid to write articles about the national NBA you know, landscape. And he took the 1% that he saw of Houston and ran with it. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, totally fine. He has every right to, to write that, that article, whether, you know, and we have every right as Rockets fans to agree or disagree with what was written in that article. Um, so that's, that's really what it is to it. And I think with Kevin Porter, is to kind of bring it back to what you said, Sergio, about his about his defense tonight. You know, that is where he's really made strides in his game, and I think it's what makes him honestly, you know, more valuable. Like you look at you look at how um, you look at how the Bucks are built, right? And you look at how the Suns are built because those are the two model teams right now. Those are the two teams that have recently made it to the NBA Finals, and those are the model examples. And the reason why the Bucks became a contender instead of a pretender is a guy like Drew Holiday, who is a defense first guy. Yes, he's able to get you 15 a game because he also is extremely gifted offensively, but Drew Holiday makes his money off of the defensive end of the game. And offense win games and defense, defense win championships. So that is why that is, I think, what they're looking to build. Kevin Porter into and the fact that he's already made these strides in year three in his career and he's only 21 I think he's going to get better because I think before he got to Houston he was really seen primarily as this scorer and he has those scoring abilities and it's great but now you're taking a guy that was just a scorer into a guy that's a creator and not just a creator but a guy that can defend well as well like he's becoming a plus defender I don't know if he's exactly there but tonight he was tonight he was definitely a plus defender and that is what is he's going to make money off of this offseason like if with the extension that he's eligible for that's why he's going to earn it not because of his scoring abilities because to be honest this the main scorer on this team for years to come is Jalen Green and he's proving that you know here now and and hopefully the second guy is going to be uh, either Kevin Porter or maybe a Shangoon or whoever the Rockets get at the top of this next draft. But, you know, Kevin Porter is going to have an important role in offense, but he is going to be the quarterback on defense. He's going to be the middle linebacker that, that the team needs to play well defensively in order to win a basketball game. Yeah, I mean, like what you said, we've really been lacking the defensive side, but now today our guys basically showed up in Christian Wood, he also had a great game today. Uh, he went six for six in the free throw line. And, you know, he was actually able to use, like, his big body to actually get the boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah we Learning see- how to use his body. Like, that. that is, like, what Mike – that's why Mike is an advocate for getting a rebounding uh, guy next to Christian Wood because he, he doesn't oh. showcase that enough. But tonight he was, and the Rockets did win the rebounding battle tonight. You know, I want to say, like, teams that win – and this is not going off of any official numbers, but I'd be shocked if teams that win the rebounding battle um, don't win more often than they lose. I think winning the battle on the boards is is correlating with who wins basketball games. Obviously, it matters about who has more points at the end of the day, but having more rebounds definitely helps. That's true. We outran. We out rebounded the Wizards. I'm pretty sure. Kyle yeah, forty-eight, forty-one. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts, Sergio, before we sign off? Oh yeah. Uh, who do we play next? Play Dallas. Friday night. Friday night against Dallas at home. Which we will right, win um, because I have guaranteed. Yeah, I'm calling it right that. now. Call right now. Uh, Scoot double double and Jelly Green going up for uh, over twenty. Okay. All right. Well, well, Sergio, we're going to hold you to that. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Sergio. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, we got Dallas on (sighs) Friday. Mike's guaranteeing a win. I'll I'll try to give a little bit more analysis in terms of this. So, I mean, I I write for a Dallas website, and I cover the team. Um, I've been doing so for for about a month now. Um, This team is, is, is starting to turn the corner. 
And I think a big reason behind that is is Luca returning. Luca he hurt his ankle tonight against the Warriors, so he may or may not go on Friday. But this team is more than just Luca. They added Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup because Luca was out with COVID, and they've stuck him in because he's played that well. Uh, so that should be an interesting matchup. I think uh, you know it's going to be a battle of the backcourts. It's going to be uh, can Jalen Green and Kevin Porter outplay Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic. And I think whoever plays better is going to win. Obviously, advantage to the Mavericks because they have the best player on the court. Luka is the best player on the court. And, you know, that's, I think, a lot of the things with um, with most games is the other team will more than likely have the best player on the court. Like tonight, Bradley Beal was the best player on the court, but they were able to take Bradley Beal off the court literally. Like, they were able to get him into foul trouble. They took advantage. And with Dallas, I'm not saying get Luka in foul trouble. Like, that's how you win. It's possible. That that's a, that, that is a viable strategy to beat the Mavericks. Um, but you got to do more than, than just that, I think. I think it's more about um, – I think if Luka plays, you got to make sure that he is well defended by Kevin Porter. And – Another thing too, like Tim Hardaway always, for some reason, finds a way to to kill us. Um, so just limiting the threes, I think, is is most important for the Rockets coming into this game against the Mavericks. Also, the defense for the Mavericks has has been really good lately as well. Um, they've they've won now four straight games. They've held teams to under uh, they've held teams to under 100 points in each of the last five games. So being able to get out to a quick uh, to a quick lead, get offense going early, is going to be important in this game. So hopefully, well, Christian, if the Christian win, Wood, Christian Wood's got to eat on Friday. Yeah, there, especially there's especially not one dude. Porzingis, if Porzingis is still on the COVID list by Friday, definitely. Um, so hopefully they can hopefully they can find a way to win because um, getting a win at home is obviously. Uh, important and getting a win against your your arguably your biggest rival also very important. So hopefully the Rockets can come in to the game on Friday, start off where they left off here in Washington tonight, and uh, start this new winning streak. But I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at Dreamshake SBN. And also head to our website www.thedreamshake.com. Com of all, home of all things, Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We'll be back on Friday night with another episode. Mike will be on. I probably will not be. Um, I actually do have plans, and I probably won't be able to slide in like this on Friday. But who knows? You never know. Um, but we will have another episode on Spotify Green Room, one or the both of us. So be sure to come post game for that. And yeah, be sure to also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to also follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown, at BSW Podcast underscore NB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you to our live audience here on Spotify Green Room once again. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.